0: Welcome to the Soul Traveler podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Traveler Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Mitchell. Today, I am joined by the lovely Catherine Flynn, who is a channeler, life aligner, and energy healer. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure. I'm so excited to learn all about what you do and to hear your life story a little bit. Can you open up and tell listeners about your journey and your path to spiritual awakening?
2: Yeah. So I started off by always, I grew up in a religious home, not strictly religious, but we had religion, but we were always knew about angels Mm -hmm. and guides and the spiritual realm and all of that. And it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I really found that I had a calling to take a tarot card class. And that's when all of my abilities opened up. And that really started my journey where, you know, after a few months of that, then I started channeling unexpectedly and then really growing from there. And since then, it's really been about how can I live more in alignment with my purpose, with my path? with what my soul needs to do and really let go of those things that no longer serve me, but also bring in things of where I want to go in those aspects that I do need to really be able to support people on their own journey Mm -hmm. and and allow for my soul to truly flourish.
1: I know a lot of people out there are really receiving the call to step forward um, into this type of work and to follow their life path. What do you have to say for people who might be in a position where they're stuck, you know, they're working at nine to five, but they know that they're not living their true life purpose. Do you have any advice for them?
2: I do. I really tell people and I have clients like this all the time that are in that stuck mode. And what I say is take it, take one moment, whether it can be a day or a week and say, you know what, I'm going to take this 30 minutes and I'm going to do something for me, something that's going to honor what I need, whether it's, go for a walk, read a book, take a bath, meditate, whatever that looks like for you. Find that one moment to serve it and just allow for that alignment to happen. And then from there, you're going to find that it's easy to find the 30 minutes because we always get caught up in our phones or something else. And if you can't do 30 minutes, do five. And then you can just continue to add in more. And then it turns into do something that brings you joy, find joy in every moment, find a passion. So People see the spiritual awakening or living in your life path as this huge thing you have to do, this huge undertaking. And it's not (laughs) because we came here to incarnate, to experience the human experience and to have these things and and feel these emotions and all of this. So let's have fun with being human and let's really find the joy in things and understand that our time on this earth is shorter than what our spiritual life is because we know that is endless. So enjoy the time you have here and don't get caught up in, I've got too much or it's too hard. Don't let those things get you stuck in the mud. Just slowly take little steps and you'll get there.
1: Yeah. And that's so important because when we take small steps one day at a time, we turn around and we look at the path. We've come such a long way. And so just not getting overwhelmed by taking those small steps, That I have to do that myself And with a lot of things in life. (laughs) If I'm taking on a big project and I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm just like, okay, one small little thing every day. And before I know it, the project or like whatever I'm working on or whatever I'm trying to accomplish is done. Now, going back to when you were sharing about your journey and how you stepped into this kind of work, you said that one day you started channeling. What happens to the body when you start to channel? <laughs> what was that experience like for someone who's never channeled? Can you try and describe that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, that day, it was unexpected. I had not thought I was going to be a channel. I had not. I had heard it a while before that I would. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, that's not going to be me. So I had done zero work to prepare for it. But really, I could feel where they came in, which was in the back of my neck. So it like I got hit back there. And it was almost like I was levitating up. It was like I was coming up and I couldn't I had zero control. I don't remember what I said or anything. And for me, it was very draining. So they said I channeled for about I think it was a minute or two minutes. It wasn't long. And as soon as I I had to go lay down on a couch, I was like just completely wiped because my vibration wasn't at their level. Mm -hmm. It wasn't support the energy that they had. So so that was really what it was that first time. And so since then, it's all about increasing my vibration. They have to lower theirs. I have to raise mine to really be able to work together so that I don't get drained. So now I can channel for an hour, two hours. And wow. it's, it's not a big deal to me. It still affects my physical body, but it doesn't have that same reaction that it did just after two minutes. So
1: Was that scary process for you? Or like, were you... Because you... So- now there's different types of channels, like there's trans channeling, which it sounds like maybe you might be a trans channel if you you don't recall or remember. And then there's just like, what, a typical channeler. Or- so, was that scary for you when you found out that had happened, or? It was. I consider it more of a
2: semi trance, mm-hmm. so I'm in a trance. But I always tell people, like, if the building started on fire, I could get out. I know there's other trance channels that would that. Someone with them when they channel. So I'm not there, but I also do interpretive channeling and those, those other modalities that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I did go through a lot of fear. It's this huge shift of as soon as that opened up, I, my whole psychic ability opened up even more. It was already open, but so you're noticing these things, and these things are coming to you. And so it's like, how do you control it? How do you work with it? How do you set up boundaries and all of these things? along with your physical body is like, whoa, what's happening? So yeah, I did go through fear. I'm luckily I had an amazing mentor who really worked with me and really made sure that I had a good, stable foundation. I could understand it. I could talk to her about these things that were happening. And when fear did come up, she was there to say, okay, let's talk through this. What are your boundaries? What are you looking for? How is this going to look in your life? What do you want to do with it? And for many years, all I, I still worked my nine to five job and I was on the back burner. It was on the side. I didn't really talk about it. No one really knew about it, but it was there. I'd go to groups. And, and so it was just about that understanding of it and that growing of it. And I think for anyone that is opening up to this, channeling is it can be very physically taxing and it's very you have to build that relationship with whoever you're working with i only allow certain consciousnesses to come through specifically the druids the divine feminine those are the two main ones that i allow through because we have to build a relationship i have to trust them and they have to trust me and so for anyone that's opening up i would say find someone to talk to find someone to work with that can really help you grow this skill so that you're in a good spot
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense having a mentor. And the reason I ask is because I've had clients come to me and say that they feel like they're being pulled or sucked out of their body and then they were scared and they didn't know how to deal with it. And I don't channel. I've heard that I can and then I am, but it's not for me. At least not yet on my journey. (laughs) So we always want to be able to give them advice or talk to them or refer them to a mentor or something like that because I can imagine it's probably a lot. To, to go through. And so, if anyone's yeah. listening to this, when you are going through something like that, it's definitely important to find a mentor, someone who can coach you through that. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned sure. the Druids, and I had a question. So, a Druid is defined as a social class of people among the ancient Celts who concern themselves with prophecy and ritual. So, do you connect with a group of people? Is it one entity or, or energy specific? Um, who are you connecting with? Like when you connect with the Druids? Yeah. It's really the,
2: the collective consciousness right. of that energy. Mm-hmm. So there are different ones that have their own really energy imprint mm-hmm. that I recognize, but it, it, as I've grown it, it comes through into the whole collective. So I notice I can be in the middle of channeling for a client and they'll switch and the client doesn't notice it. I do. Mm-hmm. I feel the difference, but yeah, I just, I work with the collective with the overall. Consciousness. Thanks, team. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And when you channel with a client, now, is it just information just flows through you that is for their higher self? Or can the client actually come to you with questions and say, I want to ask questions and they can ask while you're channeling? Like, how would your process work for you? Yeah,
2: it's very conversational, which is different than us, (laughs) than some channelers have told me that they were so... for me, it's I kind of go into that state and it, usually the druids have a message for them and then they'll say, do you want, do you understand? Do you, you, know? does that make sense? Give time for them to ask questions. And then I'm a little different in the fact that for about a half hour to an hour afterwards, I'll remember what was pretty much said in that session. And so that allows me to then talk to that client about, okay, how does this connect in with your daily life? Because the druids get very big messages. There is a lot in a very limited amount mm. of time. And they talk very fast. And so it's like, how can I connect this back to your daily life for mm-hmm. you? How can you really integrate this? And people say that they just feel the energy around them. Even if we're over Zoom or, or a platform that's online, they say they can feel it. So it's really about that connection they have in. But I've had people come with a lot of questions. They don't get very specific at times. They don't say, oh, you're going to meet your partner on this date at this time. But they might say, you know what, if you do these things to get yourself in alignment, your partner will come then. And so it might be more things like that. So it's very based on life purpose, life path. How can you really reconnect in with who you are and continue to take the steps for, for your continued growth in this lifetime?
1: What is the number one question that clients come to you with? I'm curious because my clients, I I do quantum healing. And so we connect with their higher self in with their higher consciousness and they ask questions and I always get one main question. (laughs) So I'm curious if your question, your clients come to you with is the same. So what is the main question that clients come to you with?
2: So right now it is, what is my life purpose? Same question. (laughs) That is exactly what they want to know. And for some people, I can say, this is your, I'll tell them that I'll channel. This is what it is. You're a caretaker. You're a nurturer. You're this. And other people, I'm like, well, let's do some of these things so you can figure it out. They're not truly there yet. As humans, we want this big, like, aha moment, this big thing that pops up. And I tell people, like, sometimes you were just an amazing nurturer. You've nurtured as a child, you were a nurture With your children, you're a nurturer. With your parents, you're a nurturer. You know, like, so there, there's those things that are there. But yeah, that is the number one question. I yeah,
1: think. same. Again, <laughs> if I don't see that on the list, I'm concerned. I'm like, you don't want to know? <laughs> and for, for, me, know. <laughs> for me, this is how I know, undoubtedly, on behalf of them, that there is a collective consciousness because everyone in, in my sessions They have the same life purpose and i don't like to say what that is because i don't want to influence anyone if they've come to me for a session they're good then if i say oh your life purpose is this then they're going to tell me that i i hope that someone says something different one day but everyone always says the same life purpose and we can chat about that offline (laughs) because i'm sure it's probably it's the same for you too hazel travelers pardon the interruption but i just have to tell you about quantum healing hypnosis because one session forever changed my life and now I'm living my purpose to help others just like you. I was so lost in my life and absolutely miserable in my career until I received the guidance needed from a higher self. Now I'm spreading awareness about the life-changing modality of quantum healing hypnosis. In one single session, we will spend the day journeying deep into your subconscious mind and unlock the hidden wisdom within. revisit a past life, explore what your soul does between lifetimes, your subconscious mind will scan your body, looking for health concerns, and perform self-healing. They'll even connect directly to the Akashic Records so that you could get your most important life questions answered. Quantum healing hypnosis is absolutely nothing like a traditional hypnosis session. And you know that everything is 100% legitimate because nothing is being filtered through a third-party practitioner, and your higher self will never misguide you. Your session is audio recorded so that you could listen back and play all of the advice that your higher self spoke to you under hypnosis. So if you're ready for personal growth and a positive change, then it's time to discover the essence of who you truly are. Book a session with me today at thesoulexperiences.com. Now back to the show. So you help people step into their life purpose and their life path and- what advice like, do you have for someone who does know their life purpose and they're in that transition? Do you recommend that they come like, for multiple sessions or they get like a life coach to help them? What other like, advice do you have on that? It
2: really depends upon where the client is. Yeah. For some people, I'll say, you know what, let's just do a channeling session. And <laughs> I think that'll just, you can take that information and you can run with it. Yeah. For other clients, I do a lot of life purpose coaching. So I'll say in there, it's five sessions. Mm -hmm. So based on the elements, so I'll say, let's do a five session group so I can really work with you each week on each of the elements to really get you in a place where you can then take it from there and make it going. another time I'll refer them out. I'll say, you know what? I think this would be a good person or I think you need to work on hypnosis or something else. But I think it's whatever resonates with each person. I think when people figure out their life purpose, we're like, okay, we want to run with it. We want to like, but there's so much internal that sometimes we have to work through figuring out what beliefs and programs set with us, what aspects that connect with us, what don't. And the biggest thing I tell people too is find someone who resonates with you. Find what resonates with you. Even if, you know, there's a class that you want to take and you say, I don't know why I'm taking this class. But I feel like I should take it. Maybe someday you'll use one part of that, or maybe you'll meet someone there that has that. But I always tell people, just go with what resonates and just keep learning and experiencing. That's where you'll, you're going to continue your, you'll continue your path. It may not be in the way you see it, but it will still be there so that it can really open up when you're ready for it.
1: And that's actually so true. Like, it really aligns with what you said, how you had a colleague to take a tarot class. And although you may not recognize a reason behind it right away, it's your intuition is guiding you to do that for a reason. It's trying to steer you onto your life path.
2: Yeah, it truly did. And I asked them afterwards, I said, why did you have me take this tarot class? And they said, we needed you to understand that you had an ability, mm-hmm. that you have psychic ability, but you needed a tool to be able to un- to trust it. So the cards were, so now it's rare that I pull out, well, I do pull out cards now and then usually with friends, we're just having fun and, and playing with them. But it's like, okay, I still rely back on that skill, but it's not something that, like, that I use with clients or anything like that, so.
1: So when we talk about transition of the soul, what happens to the soul when we die? (laughs) Big question.
2: Um, Yeah. Funny enough, I just had a session on this not too long ago. When the soul, how they've explained it to me is that when the soul transitions, Mm -hmm. when it's really, truly ready to leave the body, um, it has to be an alignment of the mind, the body, and the soul. So you hear about the people that are in hospice that continue to hang on, or you hear about the people that just immediately are gone. And it's really about the three of them saying, okay, this is how, this is what I need. And And every one is different. And once you transition, that soul really is still alive and is still there. It's just in a different dimension. It's in a different space. So you hear people say that they have to go do their life review, or you'll see a religious connotation put on it. And it's really about that soul going, okay, what did I learn? What did I not? But it's not like they're leaving. It's still like they're still here. I was working with a, a being that had passed, and all of a sudden, he just wasn't around very much. And I'm like, where, so I'm like, where did you go? And he's like, I'm just seeing what I did in life. I'm here, but I'll be back. So I really think it's about a soul being able to help us in a more multifaceted way when they leave the earthly body. They're still with us. They're still around us. They can be with multiple people. And I look at it as they've gone back home. They've gone back to where we're from. And I, my goal, when I have a few clients that I'm working with that are working on transitioning that. It's about how can you make that process as beautiful as possible and as simple for not only them, but the family members that are there with them too.
1: Yeah. And with my work, I I do past life regression as well. And so when we're in that space, I've been with hundreds of clients where we're in the past life and they go through that death experience and the soul is transitioning. And they're in that moment and they're in that experience as it's happening because we are working very much so in the quantum field. And- after they pass, they always tell me like, the same thing. We will t- they'll tell me well, what they learned in that life, what was the lesson, and we also review like if there was any uh, members of their soul family, if they had any contracts from that life that they're still carrying. But we do find ourselves in a very interesting space after, right, when the soul's transitioning. <clears throat> it's really common. My clients will say that they're waiting for something or someone... Sometimes elders will come through, or the watchers will come through. That happens frequently, or sometimes Catherine, a spaceship will come down, and they say that they're going home. And I'm like, okay, let's tell me who's on board the ship with you, and and everything changes. So it's a really unique space. Yeah, I feel like a lot can happen in that transition. But it's never anything scary. Uh, I actually feel now that I work more in this realm, like I feel so much more at peace about the whole death experience. And like, yeah. I'm more scared to drive on the freeway, <laughs> 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 like, oh my god, than I am to, to die. <laughs> Brianna, <laughs> well, we always say
2: we always celebrate birth. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful, so wonderful, a new baby. And like, the, the soul is coming in. It's just the reverse when we when we transition. Yeah. So i start to look at it as yeah there's grief there's sadness because that's part of the human experience but it's also about oh my gosh they they went back to where we're from (laughs) they're reconnecting with that but yeah i every person i've been with has been or talked to has been totally different and it was funny i had one person who literally said he was in the close within a day of passing and i work a lot with the angel of death and death portals and stuff when i'm working with those clients in particular and he said, what are you just going to do, throw me out the window? And I was like, well, the portal's kind of there, but we're not going to throw you out. Like, it's your choice to go through. But I really see it as a positive experience then. And I hope that everyone can have an amazing transition, whether it's you, yourself, or a family member, because it can be a very beautiful experience.
1: So you talk about portals. Do you see portals or with portals a lot in your work? I do. I work with a more
2: one-on-one with people or with groups. And I've realized that I'm able to allow for people to go into a different healing portal to really see what their soul needs them to see. It's like a very deep meditation to really allow for that healing to happen. And so portals are something that I didn't really understand before. I really wasn't connected to, but of course, happenstance was that I ended up in one and didn't realize it. And so it's something that I'm also working with because I see that they can be, they have a negative connotation, of course, but they can be very powerful and they can be very healing if they're done in the right way, if the person is open to it and can really just let themselves go in it. So in a way, it's almost like hypnosis Mm -hmm. that you just, the person just has to trust the practitioner and that what they're going to get there is right for them.
1: Are you familiar with or have you ever seen or experienced the portal terminal? I have not, no. So I've had several clients under hypnosis go to this place and they describe it as like an airport where oh. there's, you know, it's the terminals, what we refer to it. And it's all these different portals and there's different beings that are there and there's portals to all these other universes and you can really go anywhere. So – my last client that was there said it's like an airport, but, and there's all these people walking around and they're going. And she said that there's reptilians and greys and there's just all these different gateways and that lead to different realms and dimensions. And I thought it was a very fascinating place. And then I know a couple other practitioners who have come across the terminal as well with their clients. So. Oh, I have not. I am. I'll have to dig into that yeah. one a little more. Yeah.
2: Mine are always just specific to the client. It's funny. I can open one up and have everyone, a room I can open up the portal and every single person in it will go someplace totally different. And it's like, they're all having their experiences in someplace different, but I'll have to look for that one. I like that concept of the airport where people or beads are coming and going. Yeah,
1: she's. I remember she's like, it's like an air, airport. <laughs> but there's like, there's these like portals on like the right and the left and it's very busy here. And like, and she's like, I'm not sure where to go. And I was like, where are your options? She's like, I can go anywhere. And so we like, I don't remember where she did up, but she picked like this one that really resonated with her, like this gateway and we walked uh-huh. through it. And then she ended up somewhere I don't remember actually. Now, do you believe that there is a cleansing place for souls? Or have you come across that in your work? Like where like say that a soul does have like a really happy life experience or maybe – wasn't the most positive life experience or they did things and they need to cleanse. Have you come across that space with your work or heard of that?
2: So I haven't come across a space like that specifically. With my work, I am under the the belief that our soul is, when we talk about reincarnation, it's not our exact identical soul every time, but it's the core of it. And so there's these different aspects, these energies that we're and skills that we're bringing with us and putting on our soul, like coats and clothes. And then when we get back, we're taking some of them off and we're recognizing what it was so that when we get ready for the next lifetime, we can add more to it or take more off. So and because you think of lifetimes and we talk of them in linear time, mm-hmm. really, they're they're all happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. you know, right. that it's like all of these different just little minor versions, you know, that are shifting. And so even if someone, you know, my belief is that someone has a really hard lifetime now or has picked up a lot of karma, or has done a lot, that in the next one, that may not affect them, but it may affect them down the, you know, down the road or in another one, like it's all of this, them deciding what do they need, maybe they need an easier lifetime, one that's just really smooth and simple, or maybe however that works for them, that they truly need that understanding of what is there. And I think a soul can say, you know what, I'm not going to come back you know what i'm going to give i'm going to give myself some time i'm going to be a guide i'm going to do other work i'm going to go to this plane so it's truly a decision that can be made
1: yeah when i had my first session that's what my subconscious my higher self said is i normally i don't take on life experiences that i typically work or i am in the place between here and now and i'm actually a teacher i teach people how to prepare to come to earth and how mm-hmm. to navigate the, this dense plane of reality that we find ourselves in. And that I didn't want to come and do this life assignment, <laughs> but they convinced me and then I agreed. So, <laughs> yeah. And oh. Everybody has, everyone has an option or a choice, though, too. I do find that as well. We're never forced into taking on a life experience that we don't want to or incarnating anywhere that we don't want to. So, yeah.
2: And- yeah, and we come into the lifetime and decide not to do our what we came here to do. I've seen people do that a lot. They're like, "No, not going to do it." So it's truly that free will always adds a whole nother element of surprise. Definitely right? does.
1: So yeah, it sounds like what you're saying is similar to what I've found through my work is that the consciousness or the the soul is the same, but the per- the soul is the same in essence, but the personality it can change from lifetime to lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Catherine, where can listeners go to find you online if they want to work with you? Where do you hang out on your social medias?
2: Yeah. So for social media, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and I also have a YouTube channel where I put a lot of my channelings up there so they can find me there. You can also go to my website, which is thechanneledsource.com. So you can see different events that are coming up. You can see different ways you can work with me if that's of interest. And then also just learn more about me and my background and where I'm at. So those are the easiest places, but I'm pretty around and available. So
1: yeah. Thank you for coming on today and sharing your wisdom with us. I know listeners are really going to resonate with your message. Do you have any final words of advice or information that you'd like to leave us with today?
2: Yeah, I think that the one thing to, for everyone to remember is just do what makes you happy. Find passion in your life and find joy. Life can be really hard unless mm-hmm. if you do that. And everyone says life is hard, but I am believe that it can be hard, but it's also how we look at it and just how we just take what comes to us and find the joy that when you find joy, things are so much simpler.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It's been lovely talking with you. Thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the soul experience quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum Healing Hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.